Another week, and here we go. We got Blue Hawks 13, otherwise known as John Shear. Jake Malik, blame it on the rain himself. Hey, watch yourself. Millie Vanilli in the house. And of course, me, JB Ellis here. We got another show going on. Uh, we got Let's start, Jake. Let's roll the video. Let's start right with that. I got you. Give me one second. Let's go. <laughs> Lean on me. Ah. When you're not strong. When you're not strong. I'll be your are you guys here to do on AGT? The first is we've spent a lot of our time preparing and prepping to play football at a really high level, but inside all of us, there's still this little kid that always had this dream to sing on a big stage. So we had the honor of doing an interview last night with the NFL Players Choir, uh, the Gospel Choir. They're on AGT tonight. To make sure you vote for them. We had uh, four great guys. Jake and John, do you want to tell us a little bit about who we had all last night? Yeah. I mean, look, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to the one person I was happiest to speak to. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Prince Mukamara, former Giant. It was kind of cool. A guy that won a Super Bowl with us in that 11-12 season, that magical six, that second magical season. So, it was pretty cool. The guys were uh, – I mean, he was one of the guys. I'll let you guys explain about the rest of them. But for me, that was uh, it was pretty cool. He was, was a really nice guy. Uh, they, I mean, all of them were. It was, it was a pretty cool experience, I must say. Yeah, we had um, Cameron Tully, Newton. Yep, Tully, Banta, Kane, Cameron, Newton, defensive back, <clears throat> and Brian Scott. It was a really fun interview. You can check it out on our YouTube uh, definitely take some time and watch it. They're on AGT tonight, so make sure you watch AGT. Watch it uh, now. On, on your Don't NBC affiliate. And make sure you're voting for the NFL Choir. You know, Absolutely. I, I want to see them advance so we can have them on the show again. Maybe get some more guys in the choir. Exactly. And if you're an NFL player and you're watching this, join the choir. Come on, I want to hear you sing. Or come talk to us about how you want to join the choir. Yeah, do and both. we'll get you in touch with those guys. We got you. We got you guys. Let's go. Let's make this happen. Let's, let's make it happen. Absolutely. All right. So without further ado, let's switch Let's switch gears a little bit. So, John, I know you did a whole special on Oh, What a Show about the MLB draft. And I'm sorry, am I keeping you awake tonight, John? Yeah, a little bit. Am I keeping you awake? I mean, I just. A little bit with that, whatever that awful jersey is. We got the Raiders what's, going on. The what's all slander, Jones? man? Oh. Hold on, John. Why do you come out swinging for no reason? No, no discernible reason. JB has done nothing but just host at the moment, and you're it's just, coming out swinging, man. What's it's the that? lack of coffee at eight thirty-five at night. I'm sorry, JB. It's not you. It's the oh, coffee. It. I got oh, the JB Raiders jersey. The old. It's not you. It's me. Excuse. Come on. This is this is stupid. just just wait till you see how this jersey gets finished up because we're gonna get some sideline material on here. It's gonna look. It's gonna look pretty cool. All right, yeah. let's move it but, along. Come on. But anyway, let's get to why we're all here. So, John, you did a special on the MLB draft of the O What a Show. Yep. And I'm going to tell you the O's missed out on somebody special. And we have a guest tonight. So, you want to tell us how you let the O's miss out on such a a great young talent? Uh, they they pass up on Drew Jones for whatever reason, and I don't know. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're 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 not talking about you're not talking about that. Wow, John, this is just. This is I, how you make our guests feel. 
<laughs> Jeez. Well, John, John, he threw you a lob. All you had to do was take it and dunk. And somehow you managed to just miss. Listen, you can't do a better job making the the other people look good. And John has failed as usual. Thank you. I try. But Jordan, thanks so much for for, uh, giving us a few minutes tonight. We appreciate it. So you were drafted. Thank you guys for having me. Anytime. So you were drafted by the Phillies in the 12th round. You're a catcher. So some great things have happened since you got drafted. So tell us how this week's been for you. I don't want to, you know, ruin the news. Tell us, like, some of the exciting stuff that's happened. Um, I mean, between all the hard work and the long days, you know, I finally got activated on the uh, FCL Phillies roster. Got my uh, first couple of starts. And Saturday, I uh, got my first professional hit. That's awesome. That's that's pretty cool. That's quite the accomplishment. Yeah, so, definitely. Especially, especially playing for uh, my hometown Phillies. It's kind of a dream come say, true. Playing hometown, it's got to be pretty special, right? It, this is like what you dream of literally playing at home. And you're like, oh, now it's really happening. Yeah, you kidding me? I, mean, I used to go watch, you know, Chase Utley and Ryan Howard hit bombs and then go across the street and watch the birds play. So I'm having one hell of a time down here. Oh, I, I, I'm jealous. So now, like, okay, the – MLB draft is probably the, the biggest draft there is as far as rounds and everything. And you went in the 12th round. So what was going on in your mind as the draft was happening? Did you watch the early part of the draft because they put it on MLB now? Or did you just say, I don't want to deal with it and just do your own thing? Or how did that happen? No, of course. I, I was watching the first day. I wasn't expected to go on the first day. You know, I'm pretty good, but those guys are on a whole nother level, right? Those guys are getting paid millions upon millions of dollars to play baseball. But um, I watched the first day because, you know, why not? I like to see all the guys that go. I want to see who the Phillies took in the first round, which I got the pleasure of meeting, obviously, down here in minicamp. Uh, Justin Crawford, one hell of a kid, even a better athlete. Dude's, a, dude's crazy. But um, the second day gets, like, live streamed on uh, MLB Network or the MLB.com. And – I was watching that, and I was hoping to go on day two. You know, obviously things didn't go the way I expected. And, I mean, obviously it sucks, but I'm glad I'm here. It was more about the opportunity and not the money. I was just – I was doing – I was playing baseball forever so long for free. And even if even now I'm getting paid fractions of what those guys made in the first two days, I'm just glad to be down here. So, question for you. If you could have gotten drafted – I don't know, say the fifth round, but by the Angels, as opposed to where you got drafted by your hometown team, you know, which do you think would which would you have preferred? Um, man, that's a tough question. I mean, fifth fifth round, that's a lot of money. You know, <laughs> that's a lot, a lot of money. Um, I mean, given given that answer, I, I would probably say the Angels, just probably because it's like you know the first first team that calls on that day. But, you know, if, if and butts were candy and nuts, every day be Christmas, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad I'm where I am. Hey, at least you're honest about it. You know what? And I appreciate we, that because that was a tough question. We, we, were, we were talking before the show, and, and you said, look, you know, some things I got to give the politically correct answer, right? You got to care for what you say. I appreciated the honesty. Like, look, if someone wanted to pick me in the fifth round, who am I going to be to say, ah, no, no, I'd rather wait for, uh, you know, my hometown team to pick me. <laughs> I, I appreciate the honesty because – I feel like a lot of guys would be like, no, I just want to be where I was picked. You know, I'm so happy with the team I'm with. And, you know, they're trying to save face with their own team and they don't want to be honest about it. So 
I appreciate the honesty personally. I don't think honestly, I'll get in too much trouble for that one. <laughs> no, of course not. But you know what? I feel like a lot of guys think, oh, man, I hope nobody hears me say that. No, just be honest about it. What's, what are they going to say? I mean, the cards fell the way they fell. It happened. So it doesn't matter. So I, like I said, I appreciate the honesty on that because I got to tell you the truth. I probably would have done the same thing. Look, if I played baseball, if I could pick anywhere, I'd love to go to the Yankees. But at the same time, I think that's pretty hard to get happy, you know, to have that happen. It's one out of all. It's it's one team. You got small odds, so I I, I get that, and I'm, I'm with you. I would do the same thing. So, like I said, yeah. I mean, at the honesty. end of the day, you know, baseball's a business. So, I'm, I'm yeah. glad the way I'm glad that things ended up the way they did. Yeah. No. I mean, look, you you just want to play baseball, right? I mean, you're just happy anywhere, probably. Truthfully, you're right about that. Yes, sir. <laughs> So now you're a catcher. Who did you idolize growing up at the position? Uh, I would say Joe Maurer. I mean, I see a lot of myself in him. He kind of has like that old school, um, just the way he does things. I, he plays the game the right way, and I try to model myself after that. He's a very underrated catcher as well. I mean, you know, one of the best of the game for a long time, but because he played in Minnesota, he didn't get the credit he deserved, you know. So that's a great answer. I like it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Big fan of Maurer. So what are some yeah. things that you feel like you have to work on? And um, some things that are some strengths of yours that you currently have going into your career with the Phillies? I mean, if you see any pictures or videos of me, you probably see the 6'3 lanky catcher. You know, I definitely got to put on some size, got to hit the gym a little bit more, eat a couple protein shakes, you know. <laughs> so that's that's definitely the, the thing I got to work on the most. And, you know, of course, it's kind of getting use of getting used to the life of a minor league baseball player. You know, it's not yeah. not going to be the easiest sometimes, but way better than sitting in my room doing homework. I'll say that. <laughs> right, Jake? Um, hey, watch yourself. Hey, his homework yeah. is doing well for us. Exactly. So watch yourself. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the things that I loved, I mean, I saw your dad's post when you got drafted. You know, and I reached out to him. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Great guy, your dad. Um, you know, and I, and I said, you, would you mind if we had him on the show? I'd love to hear his story and, you know, uh, have everyone get to know you a little bit. Um, how excited was your dad during this whole process? And were you guys together when you when you got the call? Yeah, we were sitting in my living room. We had my, my laptop kind of set up watching the, the picks come in. And, you know, it's like the top of the 12th round. The picks are coming down. The Phillies are like five picks away, and we're sweating. Like, oh, is this going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And I get a text from my agent. And he said, all the text said was, here we go. And so we just had to play that waiting game. The waiting game. Like, every every minute or so, a pick would come down. And then we see my name pop up on the little draft tracker list, and that's history. I like That's that. Awesome. Now, what was your reaction when it happened? Like, did you jump out of your seat and like go crazy? And like, what what was your reaction? I don't think I had a reaction. I don't think it like settled in right away. I don't think it's still settled in that I'm playing professional baseball right now. But I I remember my dad hopped up. He started hugging me. You know, called my mom, called my grandparents, doing all that, and I was just sitting there kind of looking at the screen saying, all right, I did it. What's what next? That's what I was thinking. What's next? I love that attitude. What's next? That's, that's, that's the way you got to do it. So uh, yeah, no, I, I love that. But 
I wanted to I, – I, it's a little bit of a joke, but I'm, I'm also curious. You know, JT Real Muto, right? Are you going to reach out to him? Like, is is there any way that you might say, hey, can I get some pointers? Because I know, yes, you're not on the official Phillies roster in terms of the major leagues. But he is on the team, and he might have some pointers. Are you, are you going to reach out to him? I think I'd be a little starstruck in all honesty, <laughs> but, you know, we got a lot of good guys down here that have been uh, been helping me. Some, like, rehab guys from AA um, have been, you know, giving me tips, kind of showing me the ropes. Um, and maybe I'll see him in spring training and see what happens. So uh, that, I, I can't imagine that would probably be – like, I, if I were you and I was in that situation, like, I got to get your number and I got to pick your brain constantly because – I mean, that's that's just that would to me that would be like the coolest thing as as a young man trying to like work my way up. It's like, all right, who's the best guy to ask? Oh, the guy that's the job I'm trying to take right now. Yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see what happens in the spring. <laughs> see if I can uh, <laughs> he can give me some pointers. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So now you're in the Florida Coast League right now, right? So um, what's the projections after this season? with this? How does that work for people that don't understand the minor leagues? Because they just changed them a couple of years back. So the Florida Complex League is uh, like rookie ball per se. And after rookie ball, there's low A, which is clear water threshers, which is literally right across the street from the Florida Complex League where uh, we work out every day. Then high A is Jersey Shore, um, double A is in Reading, triple A is Lehigh. And, you know, obviously the Phillies. Um, yeah, no, I just keep working hard. I kind of, they tell me where to go when I show up. So I'm just kind of working hard every day and they tell me where to go and whatever happens, happens. All right. So, so yeah, Jake. I was going to say, right now, if you could get a hit off of one pitcher in the league, in the league right now, who would it be? If you were on the Phillies roster, you were playing, if you could hit one guy, no matter how difficult it might be, who would you want to get a hit off of, and and why? That's a good question. I've never thought about that. I mean, <laughs> I think the obvious answer is like Degrom, but yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Dark Horse and probably say like uh, Otani, just because he's one of the greatest athletes yeah. in baseball ever. And I think just to kind of put have that. No one ever take a hit away from show. Like if I got a hit off of Shohei Otani, no one can ever take that away from me. You're absolutely right. Great yeah, answer. So it's a great answer. And and John, you made a face like, oh, he's one of the great. He is, John. Stop. There. Stop John, it, John. Name Stop. another player. Name another player like, that plays two like, ways. Like we stop this guy's just gonna, started his career. It was just a super. I'm just muting because I don't want to hear. Because he, I look, oh, Jordan. I'm with you because I don't think I could name another guy that can hit and pitch the way he does. There, there's very no. few players I could think of that in their career, you know, had that pedigree of being able to hit and pitch that well. So I'm with you, John, as per usual. Never just, have I seen so much love for a guy that's never won an award in his life, you know, in the so, MLB. And like, so, the, never on, have so I, John, never have I seen so much love for this. So Jordan, that's getting back okay. to getting back to what's important. Let's let's, have Jordan have his few minutes here. So Jordan, um, catching, how difficult is it that you just got thrown uh, into the FCL? How difficult is it to learn a new pitching staff, call pitches, uh, know what your pitcher's strengths are, what the hitters like to do? How much time are you putting into getting that down? 
Um, I don't think like learning each pitcher is as is as difficult as you might think. Um, I mean, we catch bullpens every day. You'll eventually learn tendencies, and that just kind of takes place in you know watching the game, catching the game. You eventually learn, right? But I would say the hardest thing is kind of communicating with um, like the Spanish speakers because I don't speak a lot of Spanish. So that's really hard to kind of know, get on the same page, know what he likes to throw. That has been the most difficult part. And with that, I think in the off season, I'm going to like start taking Spanish classes. I don't know, it's like Duolingo or I'll All enroll right. in a school and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take classes online just kind of so I can connect to my teammates a little more because some of the guys they're, they're funny as all get out, you know, they're, they're good guys. And I kind of want to keep talking to them, but you know, I don't speak Spanish. So I want to learn that. Yeah. So Jordan, and I don't know the answer to this. So that's why I have to ask you, first of all, are they using the pitch comp systems in your leagues or the minor leagues at all? Cause I know in the majors, they've started to adopt that pitch comp system where you don't need the signals. Are they using that? Are you using that at all? We're not using that. Okay. Because I was – well, I'll ask your opinion on it anyway, but, you know, what do you think about that? Because for so many years, baseball's always been. You drop the signs and that's the end of the conversation. Do you like it with the fact that sign stealing is more prominent now or do you think, no, just keep putting down the signs, forget the pitch calm, we don't need it? I think once the entire thing is perfected, I think it's going to be a good thing. Okay. It's just with all the, like, the technical difficulties – and all that stuff, like, it's not good for the game of baseball having, like, a guy come out and fix our pitcher's hat or, like, gotcha. if I get hit on a foul ball off the mask, my thing breaks or something, having to switch in and out. I think once it's perfected and once they figured out, like, a good system, I think it'll be fine, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And by the way, JB, you should have prefaced your question by saying it has nothing to do with Kyler Murray when you asked him how much he studies. Should have prefaced it with that. John, why wow. is that where your mind goes? Well, you, you asked wow. him how much time he studies. It was just a question, we, John. Obviously, you know, whenever I think of that, I think of Kyler Murray. Jeez. You know, my mind went there. Wow. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Me, John. It's me, like PTSD. I mean, that's forever on the mind. John, we, we, as we told you before the show, we can't help John. He's just, you know, here. John is just John. Thanks. He keeps finding the lake every week. We don't know how, <laughs> you know. We don't invite him at this point. We just kind of hope he doesn't show up yet. Here he still is. Uh, so last question I have for you, Jordan. So, you know, before your pro career started, what was your greatest memory of baseball? Wow. Um, I would probably say being like winning the state tournament in high school when I was at Malvern Prep, that 2018 season. That year, like that team, there are now five, five or six guys that are in professional baseball right now. And I think that's something special. And that's one hell of a team, you know, like I love those guys. I'm glad that we all kind of get to chase our dreams at the same time. That's awesome. How do you like your steak done? Um, Why do you ask – well, that is, that is a great question because that's the How great like There's only one important? correct answer. Correct. What's like a little bit of pink? Is that what, medium rare? So you, that, is, no, that would be is wrong. Short I don't know what it is. It's a little bit of that's pink it, is what I like. If it's a, I would say that's, either, that's probably either medium rare or medium, which are both yeah. acceptable answers. Yeah. yeah John, I'll say medium. 
John is the weird guy that wants it like a hockey puck that when you bite it, it is literally just a piece of rubber and it bounces back. I, Hockey's I, that's a how great my mom sport. likes it. Uh, Hockey's a great sport. That's no disrespect to your mother. That's just not right. That, that, <laughs> just no. Don't don't inflate John's ego because that's what he wants to hear. That other people like it. It's more, very John, rare, it more John's in the world is a better thing. No, no, it's not. Well, but Jordan, anyway. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on. We definitely look forward to seeing your career uh, in the next few years and see where you end up. And so you're always welcome to come back on the show anytime you want. Tell your dad I said hello, and I'll, I'll thank him later on tonight as well. But thanks again, and uh, best of luck best to you. Best of luck. Year. Yeah, best of luck. Will do. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no see problem. Our pleasure, Jordan. I'll see you. Good night. All right, so what are we going to talk about next, gentlemen? I think there's uh... – uh, You had a topic – all right, I'll, all right, I'll start it up because I know there's a couple topics we've thrown around. Yeah, I mean, my topic's going to be quick. There's not even much to discuss. It's really just news, and I was happy. I, you know, for I don't even know how many Jake years was happy. now. It, it, what? Did it rain? Shut up. <laughs> for so many years as a Rangers fan now, and really it feels like forever, I've been waiting for the next captain. I mean, you know, the Rangers had Ryan Callahan. They traded him to the Lightning. <sighs> then Ryan McDonough was captain. We traded him to the Lightning. Finally, last night, uh, the announcement was made, and then it was made official this morning. Uh, the Rangers have a new uh, captain, Jacob. What Truba. were you saying, Jake? Just shut up. Just, just stop talking. I'm going I'm to kill you after the show. I'm going well, to have to have a bad night. He really is. But yeah, Rangers announced Jacob Truba as the new captain for the New York Rangers. And look, there's not much to talk about it. John, John what are you – what? Jacob Truba is a phenomenal. Why would your goalie not be your captain? John, are you serious right now? You yeah. Can't. You, you can't? actually that, no. Why? You know, wait, oh, do you know why? Do you not know this? No. All right, well, I'm gonna educate you and everybody at home because you actually can't make your goalie uh that's captain. stupid. No, there's a reason actually. So the goalie cannot cross um the the uh the middle the midline. You can't you can't cross over that line on the center ice line. So if your captain has to fight somebody on the other side of the ice or defend your players or help a player get up if he's hurt, by the rules, your captain, if it was a goalie, can't be. There's actually a rule why they can't be. That's why. Because they can't go to the other side of the ice. It's and the only Patrick reason. Wah and uh, he, yes. Dominic Yes, and he's Knight. part of the reason. Right. He's part of the reason. I think, uh, I think it was either him. I'll have to look it up. It was either him or... I think it was Roberto Luongo was the last goalie to be captain, and they actually made it that you can no longer have a goalie be captain. Trust me. What? John, for many years, I wanted Henrik Lundqvist to be captain. Because your best player is your goalie. That, hold on. First of all. It happens. But first of all, that's not true. Job. Second of all, you your captain. Second of all, your captain is not your best player. No, the your Rangers' captain, best player is their goalie. But, but that's, that's not my point. Yes, JB, perfect. There you go. See, JB just uh, – not uh, excuse me, JT, our producer, somebody that helps us in the back end. Thank you for pointing that. Exactly. He can no longer – you because of Roberto Luongo, who was named the captain, which I was right, of the Canucks, for, Rule 14D states that no playing coach or playing manager or goalkeeper shall be permitted to act as captain or alternate captain. That's – I don't know why the rule was in place. That's so weird. It's a rule that's in place, though. So, JT, thank you, sir. Can they be an assistant? No, you can't. No, no they can't, can't do that. You can't be wow. anything. 
No type of captain. They could, so they could be a goalie. They right. Well, so only on sideline sports will you get this kind of knowledge. So it's it's funny that you say it, John, because for many years, like I was saying, I wanted Henrik Lundqvist to be the captain of the New York Rangers. He was not only a leader on the ice and off the ice. He was our best player. Which granted, yeah. your your captain doesn't have to be your best player. That's not no. always how it is. But it's nice when they're a leader and your best player, exactly. and they could be your captain. It's just always helpful. You, you you can't have that anymore. So. Yeah, I, I guess you didn't know well, that, but yeah. So a goalie's kind of a captain by association, anyway. In some ways, yes. In you some know, ways, I feel like they're definitely a leader. You no, know, absolutely. They just but take yeah. it where the sea. They don't get the recognition, but yeah. So it's yeah. funny because the reason Truba actually got captain, um, I mean, he's not only a leader, but I, I, the rumors are that guys like Zabanejad, I believe Kreider even said, you know, I think Truba's more deserving, which speaks volumes how great he is as a leader. So, yeah, I mean, look, there's not much to discuss. There's, it wasn't meant for discussion. It was just, hey, the Rangers finally have a captain, and I'm happy because it's been so long <laughs> since they've had a captain, and I was, you know, how you guys you know. without having a captain? I, it happens. But, I, just, but I, 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 I had to say this last thing, and then we can move on to the, um, you know, the next topic is, you know, I, I was texting my dad about it last night. You guys know I'm very close to my father. I'm, we're both big sports fans and big Rangers fans at that. And he stole the words right out of my mouth, so I give him the credit. He deserves it. But he said, great, I'm so excited Drew is captain. So when do we trade him to Tampa? Because wow. that's – but he's not wrong, and I, I, I was thinking the same because the last two captains of the Rangers went to Tampa. So it just feels like, all right, Drew will be captain for a couple of years, and then we'll probably trade him to Tampa. And more importantly, he'll probably win a cup over there. So, uh, yeah, that's don't uh, say that. No, no, hey, don't look, say that. nobody wants Tampa to win another cup. Gross. Hey, look, look, that's just how it goes. But anyway, John, I, I think we'll turn it to you next because uh, you had an do interesting ha- topic. Do we have any of our guests coming on anytime soon, or or should yeah. I start? Or, or should yes. I start? All right, well, I'll start. I mean, if I'll we don't have any guests coming on, I don't know what John is talking about. Like. This is not like me playing up a bit. I legitimately right. have no clue what he's talking about. So I been I was thinking about it today, and uh, as I John, think, hold on, I want to preface this real quick um, because this is very important. I hope Deb is listening to this. I really because John, what you're about to say was kind of ridiculous. So I just wanted to put this out there. You make. I it hope Deb is listening. I hope all your football fans are listening. I'm of the mindset that the Bears should consider trading Justin Fields right here, right now. I don't think his value gets any higher. To, on it, like in his tenure with the Chicago Bears, I don't think it ever gets any higher than it is right now. I think it was higher when he was a rookie before no, anybody knew what he was. Now we don't know what he is. He has a year under him. And I think that his value only goes down from here. If you look at the roster around the Chicago Bears, first, let me start. This regime did not draft him. This regime does not want th- – th- this is not their guy. So we know in the NFL when a quarterback is there and it's not their guy, what do they often do? John, get rid of let me know when you're Hold ready on. so I, c- I can rebut Hold you. On. Let Hold me on. know when I can rebut you. Hold on. All right, so today Roquan Smith requested a trade. That's arguably your best defensive player. Gone. Like well, he's it, not you, gone yet. He just wants out. He wants out. He oh, he, he basically said he's never going to be able to play for the organization that he loves because they haven't been able to um, really discuss 
getting a new deal for him. So that's a big loss. They have no receivers really for him. Mooney is a nice slot guy. He's not a one. He's not a two. They lost Allen Robinson. Their line is in shambles. The guy they drafted last year for him, Jenkins, they already consider trading him. Like the line is bad. You you refuse to get this guy any weapons. Like you have a good run game, and you have it. You hired a defensive head coach for your head coach, and the first year under Justin Fields. Because this isn't about whether Justin Fields can be a really good player one of the best in the league or anything like that, because I'm of the mindset is I, I think he can be a really good player. I think he can be a top 10 quarterback in this league. If he's with the right people, the right system to help him grow. We've seen it with young quarterbacks. They really need that a, a good or a great receiver wow. to help them grow. Hey, Mike, can you wrap it up real quick? Thank you. Hold, I, you asked me, so I'm giving, I didn't ask anything. I just, I just asked you G- for the, GBS, the, the topic. So, um, anyway, I'm just listening to this and I'm in shock because what they gave up to get this kid. No, I you're not get, gonna that. get that back. You're not going to get that. that back. So you're going to cut the L. So you're a team that's losing as it is with the quarterback. You think you could develop. We're going to just going to ruin L. him and you're going to waste his value, which it's going to go down. The more you use him, the more years he has under his belt, his value goes what, down. Right now, what do you think you get back for him? I think you can get a first. No shot. I think you can. No yes, way. I no, do. No way. Absolutely. Because no I don't think last year it was indicative of what he is. It doesn't matter. You're never getting a first round pick. But, hold on, but John, let me run through. He's not a car that once you drive off the lot, like you're never getting the full value back. I Actually, think you yes, get it first is. Still, no. With his age, John, John, let me run this through with you real quick. Okay, the reason you don't get a first back is because of last season. I don't care what his potential is as a team trading for him. All we see is, and the, you know, the team trading for him is going to try and get the best deal for themselves. So obviously they're not going to offer his real value. It also which, depends which, on the team and how desperate they are. I don't care how desperate okay. you are. So we'll get to but, that. We'll get but to anyway, the, team the point is, the, the point game. is if I'm the team trading for him, I'm going to try to undermine his ability to play. I'm going to undermine him. Why? So I get the best deal in return. I make him look worse, so it makes the other team say, hey, you know, this sounds like a really good deal to me. If they're giving me, you know, a a third-round pick for him, that sounds great because of what they've told me, right? So I'm the team trading for him. I'm not giving more than maybe, maybe a second-round pick if they're lucky. What do you mean maybe? The kid's still super young and has barely played a year. But, John, here's the problem. And you keep him. He's Right. He's not proven. So it's a large risk for another team because after what they saw last season, they could say, I don't know if this kid's got, got it in him to play. I don't know if he's got the ability to be what we expect of him. Well, While his potential's up know. here, his floor is now all the way down here as opposed to before last season. Hold on. Let's say, before, let's, let's say before last season, his ceiling was here, his floor was here. Now, because of last season, his ceiling is still here, but his floor is now down here because of we've seen how bad he can play. There's a higher risk factor, which means his value has to some extent gone down because he's viewed as a more risky option at quarterback as opposed to where he was here and here. He's now here and here. What what Cleveland get for Baker? The number one pick overall. Well, and a guy that brought them, what? How brought many them to the playoffs. Three or four? They play three or four. And he brought them to the playoffs, which they weren't for how long. Had decent right. years, played hurt. 
He didn't it's take a, them to a, the playoffs. A decent quarterback. No, but he got to the playoffs. He's a quarterback right. that got to the playoffs. People see that. That's all that matters. So a decent quarterback, number one overall previously, and got was it, got a team to the playoffs. He helped get Going a team to the playoffs. Going back to Jake's ceiling, because that's exactly what you look for in a trade. There's a ceiling and a floor. So last year, the end of last year, is Baker's floor is probably a little bit below that. And his ceiling, you know, he's the number one overall pick. There's He could still do great things. And he's proven he can get to the playoffs and he can play right. at, a, at so, a pretty solid level. He just needs some help. What did the Browns get for him? They got, what, a fifth? Exactly. Right. So you're th- you think you get a first round for Justin yes. Fields? No, because of his age. I also not. think teams don't – didn't think as highly of Baker as the Browns thought of Baker when he was drafted. I don't think that team's thought as highly. I think the Browns obviously over drafted him at one. Um, no, but but Baker was the clear number one quarterback. No, year. no, number not one the clear number one player. He was a clear number one that's, quarterback. Not that's the not what we're talking about. Who was who was the number one player in your mind though? I have to go back to the draft. That was the year of that was Saquon. That Saquon was Baker. That was. Uh, I don't even know. I, I mean, I don't remember that draft, so it doesn't really matter. But Darnold. the point is, he was Darnold. You're right. So I hate to say it, but he probably was the number one pick based on the fact that it doesn't sound like his draft was, you know, filled with guys that were high on draft moves. Now there may have been guys in the second round, let's say, that I have to go back and look that turned out to be, you know, quote unquote diamonds in the rough a little bit, just because we didn't know they'd be as great as they are. But in terms of expected value, he was probably the number one, if not maybe number two, truthfully. Yep, keep talking. I'm looking up the t- the top picks because pretty sure there was a, like a big lineman in there, wasn't there? Like a um, Quentin Nelson or, yeah, or but, somebody like but, that. But you and I both know a, a lineman's never the number one player ever. It's, no, it's that's not, not true. But lineman go no. number one. It happens. Um, yeah, I mean the best number one, John. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the best player. Oh, man. I mean, it, you're right. It, it really wasn't a great draft. Josh Allen went exactly. 11. Josh and, Allen went And 11. Josh Allen, we now know. He was bad the first much, two years. Is much better, but exactly my point. Yeah, Josh Allen When you're looking at the guys that went in this first round, which are the guys that are considered the, the highest talent, Josh Rosen, I mean, come on. You're going to put him above Baker? I mean, you know, if I redrafted today, yeah, I would probably pick Josh Allen number one just because of the nature of how important quarterback is. But it, he would, he was not he, the number one overall. He he was the number one overall pick based on that year. So that goes to our point that just because you're a number one pick doesn't mean everything. It, it, it factors into it, but it's based on your style, your the way you play. And just because, you know, you were the number one pick and you've done some good things like Baker has, he only got a fifth still. He only, that was it. He didn't get much for him. And so I don't know what makes you think Justin Fields, who has done less, proven less, granted has a higher potential probably, but done a lot less and proven a lot less. Would, would garner a number one pick, John? You have to go by age. I mean, he's only 23 years old right now. Yeah, but... He's barely played a year. You could definitely use the thing of, well, Matt Nagy was his coach, so really that was a wash year because but you don't, you don't know what he's... But are not going to say that, John. They're but, not but gonna, when you they're look... They're not going to make excuses for him. Exactly. They're going to say, 
This is there are fun reasons to, 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 to bring him down. But if you're looking to trade him, you go to a desperate team that would need a quarterback. You, there's plenty of teams around the league that, that are going to need so a right quarterback. Now, right now, who, what team is giving a, a number one pick for him? You tell me right now. If, if I'm Washington and I never gave up anything for Wentz, I would go ahead and trade a first for, for Justin Fields. I think that'd be perfect with Terry McLaurin. Perfect. You don't, okay. you don't think so? Because they would they be in a up, really good position. I don't in think that they'd division. give up a first. I don't think they have to give up a first to get him, which is what I'm getting at. So the whole point of but, trading But if him, you're Washington, would you do that? If you didn't have Wentz, you didn't have a QB, would no. you say, I'm giving up a first and I'm going to get a nope. franchise quarterback? I wouldn't. TMC. I wouldn't give up. I would not give up. TMC. I, would, I would not give up a first. I'm telling you I wouldn't. Because Crazy. I know I can get him. John, John I know I can get him for less. Are you best look, friends with Kevin Durant? Look, if you're if you're the Panthers and you never wasted a pick on Darnold or or Baker Mayfield, you could have went. You could trade for Justin Fields. Like I'm okay. okay. We're not disagreeing. Of, no, I'm just saying. Like you're one of these teams that act that need a franchise quarterback. The Washington doesn't have one. Carolina doesn't have one. Like none of right. these teams. But, but really why would the Bears him. trade him? Because they're not going to get what they gave up to get him. There, I mean, we've seen plenty of guys. We've seen value out, you know, out the butt lately with with trades. Like teams giving up a lot of draft picks for players. Why not a twenty three year old quarterback that's played one year in the league, not even sixteen, not even seventeen starts? Like, come on, man. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? John, There's plenty of teams that are desperate John, for a quarterback. I would trade for Justin if you're the Fields. Colts. I would trade for Justin Fields, but here's my point. The value you think seem to think he has is way too high. He's not he's not worth that much. And if I'm the Bears, I what why would we get rid of him? What does it do for us? It puts us in a worse position. We're already a bad team. You got to get a first back, at least the first. But, there, but you're not going to. So why would you're you not do getting that, a first? Yeah, because you got to start over. And this why? isn't their guy. But Why by the time you... by the time this roster's any good, this guy's going to be like four or five years into his prime before you ever sniff the playoffs. So what, you're, what you're saying is you this don't want to keep This is one of the worst rosters deal. in football. John. So you're saying you want to keep him past his rookie deal. Say what you mean. It's not worth the investment to keep him after his rookie deal. He's not worth a long-term quarterback like Mahomes. That's what you're saying. No, I, I think that he can be, That's but I think comp- you're going to ruin him. I think you're going to ruin him with what you're doing in Chicago. So, John, I don't think he's going to develop properly. So, John, let me ask you, if I'm the Bears, let me ask you this, okay? You get rid of Justin Fields. We get another quarterback. Why should I feel any different that we're not going to ruin this guy? If we were, we're going to ruin Justin Fields, oh, they what can is get different with this guy? He's already ruined. If they make the deal with Washington, we draft another. I'm talking about drafting another quarterback, another you young don't, quarterback. You don't draft another quarterback yet. You make sure you have the foundation laid before you do. Okay, that. but that's not how teams play, John. Yes, it is. Okay. No, okay, you okay, build from the inside out. No, John, they get the quarterback first. Let's go to East Rutherford, New Jersey. There's a guy known as Danny Dimes. So I can't Ugh. stand. As a Giant fan, I don't like him. But guess what? The Giants didn't have anything there for him. They still they're starting to get things there for him, and now guess what? It's his, this is his year. He does something or he's gone. 
not fair to him. They, they've the had Giants nothing basically but weapons. Hit. They've had a bad offensive line for him, but they've had nothing but weapons his whole career. Nothing, no, they nothing haven't. Weapons. What John, do you oh. mean? They've, they've they drafted and, tra- and signed receivers. They drafted Ooh. Saquon Barkley. John, like, John hold on. Jake John, Malick? let me ask you two questions. Jake Malik play a wideout? <laughs> Who? Name, name me legitimate receivers. So we got Kenny Galladay. I'll, I, I I'll argue that one, but name well, me yeah, one other ha- one. You have to because of the contract that they went and got. That's fine. I'm him. giving you that one. Name another one, please. They had Evan Ingram, who was sub- who we thought when Hold they on. got Jones. But John, time out. Was time out. To be one of the time best out. tight ends in football. You're talking about they surrounded him with good talent. That's what you're arguing. Yes. Okay, Evan Ingram, we thought was good talent, but he was terrible. So you that that's Jake. that's no void. They drafted you can't, it doesn't Jones. matter. Hang on, I'm muting both of you because I, I have a thought at this current moment. Right now, the world has totally stopped. We are defending Daniel Jones, Jake. I want everyone to think about I, this look, for a second. And you know what? I Because this is the same argument I have been making forever. Daniel Jones is not a great quarterback. I think he makes bad decisions. I'm disappointed with the things he does. But he's had a bad offensive line. And his oh, receivers have been hot garbage. So, so my point is this, John, to say you surrounded him with good talent is baloney. Okay? I know. I'm scared. I'm baloney. very, very scared. They went, and, they went John. And drafted Tony in the first round. They used a first That round. was such a reach. What do you mean? It doesn't matter. They used a first round pick on a receiver for But he's him. not great. He's Hold not on. worth the first round. So that's a mistake. How many times? Have the Green Bay Packers used a first-round pick for a receiver when it, during Aaron Rodgers' tenure? Zero. Okay. Zero. They've never done it. Hold on. Do you know how many superstars they have on his team? Do you know how many rings they have with Aaron Rodgers? More than Daniel Jones. But I'm saying they've you know never better Aaron Ro- Hold on. a first-round You know how better pick? Aaron Rodgers is than Daniel Jones a lot? Okay. So you can make that argument, John, but I prefer the way that they've done things with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay because they've gotten him talent. They've had look. I don't love every player he's had, but he's had Devonte Adams, Randall. Devonte Adams was Jordy not, Nelson. It wasn't like he was a first round pick. They I don't care. Him. But that's my point, John. They developed good talent around him, and that is why he was good. Daniel Jones hasn't had good talent around him yet. Evan Ingram had hands that were made of bricks. It was like Eli Manning's feet were chopped off and put on his hands. They were literal bricks. He couldn't catch for his life. Okay, Kenny Galladay has been abysmal and disappointing as can be. So what are you trying to okay. say about Jones? Is that he still has potential to be a quarterback and this isn't his fault? No. no. I think he's bad as well. Okay. We, we but, think he's bad. No, but, John, I don't know where you're on. going with this. But, John, but you're, you're making the argument Daniel Jones had talent put around him. I'm just disproving your argument. They literally drafted him Saquon Barkley. Like, what are you Saquon Barkley hasn't played, John. Well, the the injuries aren't anybody's fault but Barkley's. It's not like. So, John. But they put talent around him. No, they haven't. Barkley is talent. They put one player. One. Saquon Barkley. They signed Kenny Galladay. They drafted Kadarius Toney. Okay, so, John. We'll say two players. We'll say two players, John. Two players will put around. Sterling Shepard is a pretty good slot receiver. Like that's a nice, that's a he's nice okay, guy. But he's John, a nice slot receiver. He's okay, but I wouldn't call him great talent. I'd call him that's okay. Good talent. Like, John, like I don't. Are you John? You're arguing with me about a team I watch week in and week out. I know how bad they are. 
I know how bad the talent. No, on the I team know, is. but just to say that they don't have like talent around him in his tenure is just stupid. That's okay, John. These players have proven nothing to me. I don't think on any other roster they would be starting, or at least most of them. Evan Ingram shouldn't be starting on a single roster. Shouldn't He's now, starting... but when they drafted Jones, like we I all thought he John, was a top ten. I don't end. care about when they drafted him. I care about the evaluation of the talent. Okay. That's like saying to me, Aaron Rodgers hasn't had any talent put around him. That's a lie. You know why? When he when when the player was drafted, you could say Devontae Adams wasn't talent around Aaron Rodgers. But you can't argue with me that Aaron Rodgers didn't get talent around him. You know why? Because they put Devontae Adams on his team, who turned out to be one of the greatest wide receivers Aaron Rodgers could have ever played with. Had even given a, you know, a part point. of that is Aaron Rodgers helps make those receivers better. But my point is, John, you can't argue that Aaron Rodgers didn't have talent put around him because he didn't get a first round pick. You can say he didn't get first round picks on his team that were receivers. That's a statement. That's a fact. But to say just because you're drafted in the first round means doesn't your mean you're good. Talent doesn't so you, mean anything. You, weren't you just talking Russell. about how Baker Mayfield was a number one overall pick? And I think he's a decent quarterback. I think he's a solid quarterback. Who led the Browns to the playoffs. Did not Once lead again. them. They have a defense and a run game in Kevin Stefanski. It doesn't matter. The quarterback the John, it doesn't matter. The quarterback doesn't matter. credit. Okay. Why Thanks for playing. You're making oh, no God. argument that makes any sense to me. I, I'm waiting to hear it. I, I, I'm just confused how you're defending John? Danny. I'm John, not. No, John, you're not listening. I'm not defending Listen. Daniel Jones. I'm defending the fact that the Giants haven't drafted or put any talent around him. That's all I'm arguing. I think well, he I sucks. I think he has no ball skills. He has awful decision-making. He is just insanely inaccurate. I could go on about why he sucks, but you can't argue they put talent around him. It's just a simple fact that they haven't. So with John, KD, and Kyrie sit at the bar for drinks, can you imagine the conversation? Because this is absurd, John. John, even uh, you are better than this. Uh, yeah, I would imagine I you both are, but this has been awful that you guys John, are saying Baker Mayfield deserved to be number one overall pick. Danny Jones has never had any his, talent around him. draft class, John. Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback on draft day. On draft day, on paper, and on the field, Baker Mayfield was the number one. Today, better than John Josh Allen, Allen? On paper, and on the field, on draft day, At, yes. Exactly. On draft day, Baker today, Mayfield was better than Josh Allen. Today, today I agree with Josh Allen is way better than Baker Mayfield, hands down. On draft, day, there's, on draft day, there's no question. I wanted the Giants to get Baker Mayfield. Looking at it now, I wish we would have taken Josh Allen with the number two pick rather than exactly. Saquon. Not that I dislike Saquon, but he's been injured, and exactly. I wanted a quarterback if, to replace Eli Allen, when Eli retired. If Josh Allen was not from Wyoming and he was from Oklahoma, Josh Allen would have been the number one overall pick. No, he wouldn't have. He was never going to be the number you're, one. You're not going to trust yeah. him because he's from Wyoming. You're not going to trust a guy that hasn't played big time competition. Because Wyoming, you're John, not going to play not big time competition. Didn't trust John, him. do us a favor this week. What I want you to do, I want you to reach out to draft experts from some other networks that we will mention. And I want you to get one of them on the show next week. That's, okay, that's your that's your responsibility if you choose to accept it. So we can break down that draft and, right. and see who's right. And, and, and I'm talking about big names because because we could 
they all want to come talk to us. They all love us. We know them. We see them in the locker room. We play squash together. You know, but get them, get, get them on the show. We're going to break down that draft, and we're going to see who's right. All right. Sounds good to me. Tune good in moment. next week whenever I bring in a draft expert from 2018. No, you just – John, all right, let, me, let me put this to you real quick, John. In college, I'm just going to go stat by stat, so give me a minute here. Okay? Completion percentage for Josh Allen. In 2015, where he played Ain't just wrong. two games, just two games, he had a 66.7 completion percentage, which is good, but it's only over two games, so it's a very minor sample size. Over the next two seasons, he barely broke over 16 and 17. This is Josh Allen. Barely broke 56 completion percentage. That's not good numbers. Baker Mayfield, on the other hand, starting in 20 – he was a, 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 a red – I think it was a redshirt freshman at Texas Tech in 2013. He had 64. In 15 to 17, he did not go below 68% completion percentage he also had a minimum of those three seasons 16 uh 15 through 17 excuse me 3700 yards and his stats got better by the year i hope you know of course and also john josh allen in 16 had just just hit 3200 and then in 11 games so he had 14 games in 16 11 games in 17 he only had 1800 yards john he only had 16 touchdowns in 17 and 28 touchdowns, which is good, in 16, as opposed to Baker Mayfield, who had 36 well, I can't and 15. you're actually breaking this down for him. We all watched the draft. 36 touchdowns. 36 touchdowns in 2015. 40 I, touchdowns I in 2016. I laughed when Baker went number 43 one touchdowns in 2017, John. So I understand that in hindsight, Josh Allen's the better quarterback. No question about it. There's going to be no argument from me. Listen, but I based almost, on college stats stop. at the time, Josh Allen was far worse based on those numbers. You cannot possibly college, argue. College stats Listen. don't mean much. But that's how you have to evaluate college-level talent, John. No. You know. And John, they, John, once again, your, your points are done. Get a draft expert. We'll break it down. Also, that was when I almost drove my car off the road because the Patriots made the horrible trade with the Ravens. And we almost got a quarterback in the second round. And I said the Giants would have drafted him in the second round anyway. And Lamar Jackson went at the end of the first round to the Ravens, which was disgusting. You know, and the Giants wouldn't have taken him anyway in the second round. I already know that, but there was hope. There was hope. But yeah, John. You're Thank absurd you. with this. I, I have to ask you this, point. Jake. Jake, I want to ask you this because you mentioned about stats are are the deciding factor, correct? They're one of the deciding factors. Yes. Okay. Where did Colt Brennan go? What one of the most prolific quarterbacks in college football history? No clue. But I okay, guarantee you, by looking at the stats, they're probably good. There you if, go. One of the most prolific quarterbacks in college history. Never did anything in the pros. Okay. Wasn't a first round pick. John, I think you're missing the point close. here. I think you've missed the point. The point is I'm, part of I'm the just part, part of the argument is stats. And that's all I'm arguing. That statistically speaking, Baker Mayfield was a thousand times better than Josh Allen. And you mentioned the fact that Baker Mayfield had big wins at a big school. That helps. That okay. helps. Josh, right, if, of if, course. if Josh Allen had Baker Mayfield numbers at Wyoming, I'd be singing a different tune. 
because I'd say, hey, Josh Allen didn't get the opportunities to have those big wins, but his numbers backed up him being a top-level quarterback, you know, to get that number one pick. I'd argue that because he might have deserved it, but he didn't. His numbers didn't – his play didn't back up him deserving number one status. He wasn't in the Heisman conversation. Obviously, Baker Mayfield was, and there's a reason that, you know, Baker ends up getting it because he was really great. So I'm not saying – Was he? Co- or was that just a product of Oklahoma? John, his, you, John, you can't deny the numbers were great. He played like, very well. Like when wow. when he went number one overall, that's like when Johnny Manziel was getting projected a first-round pick. And Johnny I just Manziel, didn't okay. buy it. Johnny Manziel – was a great quarterback who had lots of off-field problems. He was a great college football quarterback. He was a terrible NFL quarterback. John, he was always going to be a terrible, terrible Daddy, NFL. You don't know anything. What are you John, talking about? Are you saying that Baker Mayfield's no good? Is that basically what you're saying? Yes. Thank you. Wow. That's exactly what I'm saying. John, and John, what is the basis for you saying you that? You're going to simplify that a lot quicker. I just said that, and you're you're – Opinion is completely off base. Yeah, you, I you're, you're you. making the wrong argument because drop, you're saying in your car, drive down to North Carolina, have a long talk with the man, watch him throw the ball. You'd be surprised. He's going to beat out the guy he was drafted ahead of. That's not hard. But John, if you want to say, "Hey, he's not a good NFL quarterback," I won't argue with you much about that. I'll leave it be. But to say he wasn't deserving of the number one pick, excluding what we know now, you have to. You have to use the knowledge you had then. You cannot use hindsight. It's, I didn't. Bu- I didn't believe he was number one pick worthy. Then who was number one, John? Who was number one? And you can't say Josh Allen because because if you think Josh Allen, Josh you're Allen. insane. Nobody thought Josh. Look at the draft. Exactly. So if you have nothing, you have I no have basis for your argument. You got the two guys on Carolina: Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson on Carolina. You mean what Sam happened? Darnold? No, the two guys in Carolina and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Those are the guys that were drafted in the first round that year. Got a quarterbacks. And so, was Josh, I think Josh Rosen was, was yes. he that year? Yes. We, we don't even count him. He, <laughs> he truly hasn't been given a fair shot anywhere anyway. That's true. But my point is, John, I don't think, based on what we saw in college, there was a better quarterback, except in my personal opinion, I think Lamar Jackson was a – I don't think he was number one overall. I think he should have been higher than some quarterbacks, and I always believe that. And that's backed up by hindsight. You. But that's backed up by hindsight. But, but if I go back and look at Lamar's numbers, they were really great probably. Oh, which yeah, would back up him being higher up than he should have been. But – But he's not a he's not your prototypical quarterback. And, so and that's fine. But So he was going to fall, right. I get what you're saying. Exactly. But at least I could if, – if you said, hey – Lamar should have been number one. His college stats prove it. I want to argue with you. The hindsight proves it. No, I, I don't. You, I don't believe he should up, have been number one. But but I'm just saying, if you made that argument to me now, and I looked at his college stats, I'd probably say, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So but but, but we, so out of those quarterbacks, who do you, who would should be number one? Out of those, Josh Allen. Absolutely based awesome. on what? He's the based six, on hindsight guy. He's a six five guy with a big arm. He has the most Mitch potential Wallhead. out of those guys. I would, no. I would have taken All right. Josh Allen. All right. Gentlemen, we got to wrap this up. JB, real quick, where can they find you? We'll, we'll, we'll have to continue this argument another time. <laughs> JB underscore the program on Twitter. JB Ellis all over the place. Confidential tonight at 11 o'clock. I got Jordan Long filling in for me. 
I, I have such a headache after this show. I can't even. I can't even talk about the Cubs. John, real quick, go. Uh, yeah, Blue Hawks thirteen on Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow Sideline Sports. Make sure you check out our YouTube. Don't forget to make sure you check out our subs. Our, oh, go Jake! Like if you got this going on, go. I know because we got to wrap it up at fifty six. We're over right, now, John. Guys can find me at Jake underscore Malik. As you see, scrolling across the bottom of your screen, Instagram and Twitter are Sideline Sports One. YouTube and Facebook are Sideline Sports. We are on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Spot, F Podcast, Google's Podcast, all that everywhere. Spotify, just look us up. You'll find us, DBTV, all that good stuff. As always, everybody have a good one, and we will see you next time. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour.